Hey, CEOs, welcome back to the CEO Wing Woman podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bowie. And once again, we are back with another topic that I just don't think gets enough attention and is something that honestly I have been able to leverage in my business for the past few months and has really absolutely changed the game. So I am so excited to welcome our guest, Taryn, today. Taryn is the CEO and founder of The Social Lifestyle Co., where she helps wedding and event industry professionals learn to love and implement systems in their business. They help the wedding and event industry not just have systems, but also understanding them through done-for-you system setup to system strategy sessions. So really helping you actually understand what is going on in your business. They believe in an elevated client experience, charging what you are worth, and building your business around your life. Literally, girl, say that again, because absolutely same. But the one thing that they really believe makes all of this possible is having systems. They have served over 30 plus clients in the industry, created hundreds of workflows and way too many zaps to count. And systems are absolutely their jam to help you love them as well. Taryn, I am so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love a good systems conversation. So I am super excited to chat with you. Yes, systems is something that I feel like is such a buzzword. It's like, oh, have systems, do this. But for the longest time, I thought a system, and there definitely are different variations of systems, but I was like, I have Dubsado, we're good. Like I have all these things. So I'd love for you to just start sharing, first of all, how you even got into doing this and then going into, you know, what does systems to you mean and how are all the ways we can think about leveraging them? Yeah, definitely. So I actually started my online business in the social media management space. And I was helping online clothing boutiques at the time. I used to work in retail. I had my own boutique and I was just helping other boutique owners with their social media. But a lot of my clients were so hands-on with their business and with their social that what they really needed was the system for their social media. And I started realizing this whole idea of a holistic route when it comes to thinking about your systems and that everything in your business needs a system. And when I say systems, I don't mean your system tool like Dubsado or ClickUp. Your system is your process. And so that's where a lot of people have gone wrong with their systems in the past, or maybe that's where you're at right now is still feeling very overwhelmed in your business, overwhelmed with your social media, overwhelmed with your client management. And it's because that system, that process isn't there. You have the tool, but because you don't have an actual system, you're not able to use those tools to their greatest capabilities. And so when I started diving into it more, I really just love systems in general. And I started focusing more. I used to be in HoneyBook and I moved over to Dubsado and I just fell in love with the platform and I looked into their certification and everything like that. And I was just like, you know what? This stuff lights me up and I have such a knack for it and a joy for it when other people don't. And I was like, you know what? I'm all about sticking to your zone of genius. So I'd love to help people stick to their zone of genius and I help them elevate their systems in the back end. 
And so that's kind of how I transitioned into the systems world from social media management. But I still believe that you need to have a system for everything, even your content creation. But we focus on client management softwares like Dubsado, project management softwares like ClickUp and Trello, and definitely all things Zapier. That's amazing. And I love that you even pointed out the systems are the tools that help us, but it's not actually, or the, the, one of the, the things that help us, <laughs> the Dubsados, the Trellos, the ClickUps, those are what can help us, but we, it can only operate as well as we tell it to. And so just having Dubsado in my business with zero workflows, zero understanding of how it works and zero processes, it probably gave me one tenth of the power of it by actually sitting down and being like, okay, what do I want this to do for me was a whole different ballgame. So would love to hear when you bring clients in and start working with them, where are the ways that you start to develop this system? If I'm coming in and saying, I have no idea what to do because this was me a few months ago, guys. I'll be so real. I got a sauna. I started and I was like, I don't know where to start. So where do you start thinking about this journey? Yeah. So the first step is definitely developing your SOPs. So your standard operating procedures. And a lot of people think that you shouldn't start developing these until you have a team or you're later on in your business, a couple years in, then I'll develop SOPs. You should really develop those from the beginning of your business. And these SOPs should always be growing and elevating as your business grows. So I think that's why a lot of people want to wait and they're like, oh, I want to wait until my business is perfect until I have these outlined processes and everything like that. And that's not what you should do. You should be outlining exactly. So an SOP is literally a task that you do in your business. And so let's say it is recording a podcast. That is the, the task at hand. What are all the steps that it takes from the beginning of recording that podcast to the very end of it going live on Spotify? And so developing your SOP, your process of all of those steps really helps you figure out, okay, where can I use Asana for this? Where can I use Dubsado for this? So for me, I started my podcast and I did the same thing. I do exactly what I teach you to do. So everything that I'm telling you to do is stuff that I sit down and do in my own business. And so I sat down and I was like, you know what? Okay, when it takes for this episode to go live on Spotify, what are all the steps that need to happen? Well, I need a guest or is it a solo episode that I needed to figure out, okay, I'm going to use ClickUp for my guest forms. I'm going to use Dubsado for getting contracts and stuff going, figuring that out. But I wouldn't know all of those steps and where I can use these system tools if I didn't outline my process. So the first thing I do with my clients or I have my clients do, depending on what service it is, is that we outline their SOPs and their process. We do the same thing for Dubsado. I outline or have my clients outline their ideal client journey with them from the minute they inquire through when they are leaving with them, whether it is one service or the other, they outline those and then we turn it into super automated workflows in Dubsado. And a lot of times by going through that, I have had clients that were doing either so many steps manually that now are automated. They were putting way too much in Dubsado as task management when Dubsado is your CRM tool and isn't really meant to be a task management software. Yes, there's task boards and stuff like that, but I truly believe that 
using a project management tool for stuff like that is way more beneficial for your business. So I had a client that had 80% of her workflows were to-do tasks. And I'm like, those need to be in ClickUp because this is halting your workflow from running. And the whole point of workflows is to run automatically. And so no matter what service it is, no matter where you're at in your journey of your business is to really outline that process for every single task that you do in your business. I just say, grab a pen and paper, brain dump everything that you do on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis, month-to-month basis, and start outlining those steps. So then we can see where we can systemize things a lot better for your business. I love that. And I am a self-proclaimed whiteboard girly myself. Um, Just sit down with a whiteboard and model out everything that happens. And I think even in that process, it gives us a very good visual example. Like, okay, what is our process? Sometimes we don't think through the entire thing before we get started. Sometimes the beginning is really, really well formulated, but then the end, it's kind of like, I got the client, now we're good, what happens from here? And so I know for me, when I looked at my whiteboard model of what I wanted to happen, I was like, wait, we're like, this is the desired outcome, but how my process doesn't get me there. And so even just going through that process and thinking about what it needs to be gives you an opportunity to spot holes in your business and your process. So you've obviously worked with so, so many people working on implementing this. Can you share with us some of the most common things you see that are just really easy to be systemized, but just aren't for a lot of people? Yeah, I would say definitely the underutilization of automations because automations are not something that you need to be scared about or again, is something you need to wait until you're farther down in your business or once you have a virtual assistant, they can do it for me. Like, no, we want to get automation set up before you have a virtual assistant because most of the tasks that you are probably thinking of outsourcing to your virtual assistant could be automated. And I'm not saying don't have virtual assistant. I love virtual assistants. But I think that if you want to see a return on investment of hiring someone, then you need to make sure that they are doing things that you're going to see that return on investment on. And little tasks that could be automated, especially in a tool like Zapier, where you can use it for free up to five zaps, and then you just go to the paid one and it's up to 20 zaps. I'm obviously past that. So I had to upgrade to the big plan because you don't even want to know how many zaps I have set up. But there's automations in your project management tools. There's automations in your workflows and Dubsado. And so the underutilization of automation in your business is costing you so much time and money. We now send our Dubsado clients a return, return on investment report. And it is our favorite thing in the world now and our clients and we're literally showing them all the tasks that is Dubsado is now doing for them and how long that would actually take them on average from our clients, like how long it takes to customize forms and things like that. Stuff that's not having to happen manually anymore and is happening automatically. How much money they're saving from not having their assistant do these things and they can have their assistant do other things. And it is mind blowing to see these things. And it is all because of automation. And so I would say that is the biggest thing that I see people miss out on is when we're auditing what's going on in their Dubsado, whether we're doing a Dubsado audit service or doing a build with them and going through it, it is the very lack of automations. Like they don't even have Zapier connected. They're not utilizing workflows. 
They're still sending, writing out emails and sending them like ones that they send to their clients all the time. I'm like, this needs to be a canned email that you don't have to write every single time. And so utilizing automations in your process is definitely the biggest miss that I see people do is not having that already in place or thinking they need to wait until a certain point in their business to get started with. I love that. So what kinds of things are just super easy to automate right off the bat? If we're not ready to really dive in, but we just are like, okay, I'm about to get busy. What can I do right now? First thing, your inquiry email. If you do not have a, you just inquired with our services email set up, I want you to pause this podcast episode, write your inquiry email, come back and finish this episode because This is something that you need to have in your business. And I am so over hearing people say, I want this email to be personalized from me. Well, okay, we can still do that. There are things called your email signature. In Dubsado, there are things called smart fields where you can literally pull information. So I pull what industry people are in from my lead capture and put that in my inquiry email. So it says, we see that you are in the X industry, like just so it helps it feel more personalized and that I'm sitting there writing that email at 2 a.m. when you're inquiring with me and I'm not, I am fast asleep or up late watching some TV show, but I'm not sitting there writing an email. And so having these emails go out automatically through your CRM platform is crucial. So Finding out if your CRM platform has those kinds of automation workflow capabilities. If you use Dubsado, it definitely does. And what I love with Dubsado is you can separate it by service. So there is a workflow feature in your inquiry form where someone can select what service they're interested in, and then that can trigger a specific workflow. So if someone is interested in Dubsado, they get our Dubsado inquiry workflow. If they're interested in ClickUp, they get our ClickUp inquiry workflow. We do it this way because we give them more information when they inquire. We don't do just a basic, you inquired, thank you, we'll get back to you. I'm like, hey, thank you for inquiring. Here's some more info on our services, blah, blah, blah. This is what it costs. We let them know their starting costs in our inquiry form. But that way it just helps better qualify people and make sure that they're right for your services. Because I know so many people are so burnt out from so many discovery calls And I will tell you, I have minimized my amount of discovery calls to so few, but I have increased my revenue and profit by doing so. And so it doesn't mean I'm getting on less calls, making less money. It's actually the opposite. And so I would say that is the first thing to get set up with automations is that inquiry workflow, because it can make a huge difference in your business and also just saving you so much time and the headache of like, oh, I need to write these emails today where I'll check in with all these leads. No, your your system tool already did that. You let them know you'll get back to them in 24 to 48 hours. Give yourself that time. Set those boundaries so that you can enjoy your life and build your business around your life. Absolutely. And I can say 10 of 10 agree with this approach. And there are two really specific things you mentioned that from my experience with clients coaching on profitability and how to make sure we take more money home. Well, number one is engaging that client when they're really excited to work with you. If you don't respond and like human beings, attention is a few hours. If you wait more than a few hours to respond or to engage with them after they inquire, they've moved on. They are 
I don't know, down the street doing the next thing, talking to the next person. And so if you were able to capture that lead when the emotion of being excited to work with you is there, your, I wish I had a like statistic on this, but your chance of landing them is so, so much higher. So literally having that in increases your chance of landing this client. And the second thing you mentioned that I've seen and I'm working through with some of my clients right now is having that automated so we aren't getting on discovery calls for clients we aren't landing, especially some of my clients with larger teams who do have maybe a team taking these discovery calls. You are paying someone to get on a call for an unqualified client. And the conversion rates are much lower, meaning you have to staff your team much, much bigger than the work you're doing. And that just really, really hurts your bottom line when you are wasting time, money, and resources on a process that could be automated for whatever Dubsado costs, like $200 a year, <laughs> nothing like it would cost an employee. So, and I love the input on making it personalized because yes, we want to make people feel, even if they know it's an automated email, right? I think most of the time nowadays we know it's an automated email, but just making people feel like you actually care about them is so, so great. And really, I love how we're talking about this impacts your bottom line. It's not just to make life easier. I mean, it is. But at the end of the day, like you said, you can make more money with less of your time here. So I also want to hear about once we have reached this point, we're like, we're doing great. I'm ready to grow my business. Maybe I'm hiring people. Maybe I'm outsourcing. That's going to involve a whole nother level of systems here. So what do you start to work with people or what do you recommend they look at as they are in more of a growth phase of their business for systems? Yeah. So if you are in more of a growth phase for your business, I highly suggest unless systems are your zone of genius is to like selfless plug for myself, but I am also very niche. So if I'm not your person, find someone that really understands your niche or has worked with someone in your industry, but find someone that knows systems and outsource something of your system. And whether that is you have DIY'd your Dubsado this whole time, you have some kind of workflows, some forms here, the graphics on your forms are all different. It's just not a well-oiled machine outsource your Dubsado. Find a certified Dubsado specialist like myself to reset up your Dubsado. If you use a project management tool, find someone that can go in and automate it and set it up in a way that works. So if you are in that growth phase, which is where a lot of my clients are that are coming to us, is like they're just like, you know, I am so overwhelmed with things. Business is booming, but my systems are not. And, and that no longer be in your brain. At that no, point. I think that's the key thing here. It's like, you can't just like, just look at my brain and know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. And especially if you are building a team, a lot of people in the event and wedding industry, they're bringing on other coordinators for their weddings. They're bringing on other people to help out other bartenders, stuff like that. And so you need to make sure that this process is not living in your head rent free and it is out somewhere in a digital space that your team can look at and refer back to. It's going to minimize the amount of back and forth that you have with your team members. It's going to minimize the feeling of, well, it'll be faster if I just do it myself. We need to get out of that mindset. And also it's going to increase your revenue and your profit because you're going to have people that are going to be there to be able to help you and grow your business without you having to do everything. And then you can focus 
on those money-making activities, where you are showing up on social media if that's where you're generating leads, where you are able to guest speak on podcasts, but, oh, I don't have the time because I'm too busy sending out all these emails and stuff. No, like get these automated, have it sent out to your team to do for you. So then you can be the face of your business. And so if you are in that growth space, I would say for any part of your business, whether it's systems, a copywriter, anything, get those things elevated that are lacking in your business. If you made your own branding when you first started and you're like, you know what, it's kind of time that I get some real branding, find a branding strategist. Because even for us, at least myself at the Socialized Soco, we require that you have branding, your branding guidelines, all that kind of stuff, because We go all out when it comes to your branding, especially with our coding package, where we infuse your branding all throughout your Dubsado, all throughout your ClickUp as much as we can. And so we need that branding from you. So really look at your business from the outside in and look at that client experience that you're delivering and seeing where the holes are. Look back on past testimonials from people. Ask your previous clients, how was your experience with us? That is a question that A lot of people don't ask. They're just like, oh, you know, just give us a testimonial. I ask like, how was your onboarding experience with us? How was your project experience with us? How was your support time with us? I want to hear about those different phases in our client experience to then elevate them, especially when I'm in that growth phase of my business. Every time I'm getting to a next step, I am always auditing what has been going on in the previous six months to a year and adjusting from there. So that would be my recommendation is to really look at your business and see where you can elevate it. And if it is not your zone of genius, it is time to outsource. It is time to reinvest in your business so that you can actually see a difference and stop just binging content on social media. I mean, I put my heart and soul into my Instagram content and I know it's good, but it is not as good as it is as us going and actually working on your system with you. Yeah, I think that is such an important almost mindset shift that I see with a lot of business owners. And we get to a point, I always say, you're a bootstrap business owner, you're doing it yourself. We are really good at learning how to be scrappy, how to learn to do all of it. But you get to a point where what you are doing for yourself is so profitable. You have so much earning potential staying in your zone of genius that you have to learn to start giving things to other people and saying, okay, this is more profitable for me to send this to someone who is an expert and in their zone of genius. And that's definitely something that it takes time to learn. And I've been going through it lately. I'm like, no, I'm going to just pay out all of the money I made this month and trust that it's going to come back in because now I've freed up my time. So definitely a mindset shift, but I'm absolutely going to echo that. Once you know what you're good at, and keep doing that, that's where you should stay. And I also wanna echo what you said about finding an expert in your field. It absolutely changed the game for me when I, obviously I have a pretty niche industry, like accountants. (laughs) I worked with a a Asana program that had templates built out for accountants. And I was actually able to compare my processes to what they had built out as their standard processes and was like, oh my gosh, I'm not being detailed enough for, I missed this in this step. And so I think exactly what you were saying, somebody who's an expert is gonna know, oh, this client had this process, maybe you should consider doing that. And so 
100% finding someone who knows your industry is going to have much, much higher payoff. And I know you kind of moved into talking about updating and elevating these processes and procedures. Do you have a standard time where you say, okay, you know, once a month, I'm going to look and update my processes or how does really updating all of this go for you? Yeah. So I think it really comes down to how often you set aside time to work on your business. And this is where a lot of people don't do this. We're so, you know, honed down on working on our client stuff, or we're so, we have so many events, so many weddings with you with tax season. Like I have so many people I'm helping with all of these things. And it can be hard to sometimes set aside time to work on your business. And so that is where really planning out your year and what that looks like. So I do a lot of annual mapping, quarterly mapping to see what's going on, what's also going on in my personal life to then be able to make sure that I have time for my business. And so really looking at it, so it it can really vary person to person because of that. If you have set aside time, if you are, you know, if you are in the thick of your busy season and wedding and event season, you know, spring and summer, making sure you still set aside time. So I would say at least once a month, take a look at things and just do a quick little audit of make sure that there's nothing that isn't functioning. So if you have zap set up, Are you getting errors on those Zap? Have you looked at your run history in Zapier to see if things are actually running? Maybe you think those emails are going out or you think these Google Drive folders are getting created. Are they actually? And so take a look at those and get them updated. Take a look and see if there's anything you need to update in your workflows, in your project management tools. So I always suggest at least once a month, but you can do it once a quarter. Some people do it once a week. I go in pretty often just because it's my my zone of genius. So I, I could be in systems all day long, but I go in there pretty often just to see if there's little things I need to update. And also I'm always adding and evolving things. So as I'm going through my podcast process, you know, this is new for me. And so there are things that I'm kind of adding and updating on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis, because I'm in that beginning stage. So that's where it is okay to go in and make those updates. It's not like you put it out there, you set it and then forget about it. Even if you have a system strategist that does it for you or a Dubsado certified um, specialist that does it for you, you still may need to go in and do things as your business grows. So you can have me set up. I had a client that I set up her her Dubsado and her ClickUp, and then she had a coordinator that left their business. And so she had proposals made for her and stuff like that. So then it's like, okay, now you have to go in and make those updates. And she knows that. And we set her up for success of learning how to do those updates. And so that is also where finding someone, if you are outsourcing, making sure that you're getting the knowledge of your system tool after you outsource. And I have had so many people that have come to me that have had their system set up in the past and they were just set up and then just left. And they still didn't know what to do with it. I'm still super confused. Don't know how to go in and make any kind of updates. And then you're still in that same position you were at before. Yes, things are running a little smoothly and stuff like that. But you can't go in and make those updates. You can't let your system tool grow with your business because you don't understand it. I'm not saying you need to become a systems expert or anything like that, but you need to understand the tools that you are using or else you're not going to use them. 
and your business isn't going to continue to grow with them. We do have a free resource. I'll make sure that Christy has for you guys, but it is our systems audit checklist. And it's something that you can go back to every week, month, quarter, year, whenever you want to, and just go in and audit your systems. And it's just a helpful guide for you to go through and take a look at it and be like, you know what, this part of my business, this part of my process needs some edits. Like I haven't revisited my my flow desk workflows. I have set these up in these email campaigns and now they don't actually make sense for the service that I'm offering. Well, these emails probably shouldn't get sent because they are automated emails in a workflow and they're going to get sent and now they don't make sense for your business. So go in and make those edits and changes and remember that your systems are like a holistic thing. You know, your systems are for your emails your CRM tool, your project management, your content creation, everything should and does have a system. You just may not have it written down yet or updated and elevated. Absolutely. And I can say for me, I actually in my project management tool have a task that's like, go look at what's working and what's not. And I have a little task list that throughout the month when I just have random ideas, I put stuff there and then I have a monthly to do one of the tasks on that monthly to do is go revisit that list of crap you just wrote in the middle of the night on that list. Go see if you actually want to do it. Assign it to a real project. Like I have learned that I am a checklist person. And if something is there and it wants me to check it off, I will do it because I don't want sitting there with a red check mark not checked off. And so learning how you work and learning how you can be motivated by things as dumb as like, it doesn't have a check. But for me, I'm like, I need this to all be green. And so learning, you know, how how to work within a way that works for me, I think from my experience has been so important. So I have one last question for you. What is your favorite, maybe unconventional or, you know, thing we wouldn't think of that you have automated that has absolutely changed the game for you? Oh gosh. Okay. So, so many, like I said, I have too many zap set up. I know um, you said you had like over 20 and I'm like, I need to know what these Yeah, are. no, I have way over. I think I have probably like 50 zaps oh at gosh. least. Um, and so I'm always adding them because the, the, the great thing with Zapier, especially once you're on the unlimited plan and it took me a while to need that. So don't feel like you have to go straight towards this big plan, especially with Zapier. I always tell people, unless you need multi-step zaps, stay on the free plan. If you need to do filters or anything like that, then you need to be on the paid plan. And the paid one's up to 20 zaps. So I was on that one for a very long time. And anything that you remove from your business, delete as a zap. Don't keep all these zaps in there that you don't even need anymore. Because especially if you're using that 20 zap plan, you don't you can get those back. You delete a zap, turn it off, you get one more. So it's not like you do it and then it's gone. And so I would say... One, I'll give one that I feel like a lot of people need and probably don't use. And then a couple that are like random ones that I love. love so it. one that everyone should probably use if you are client facing, I'm sure a lot of you use Google Drive folders and set up Google Drive folders for your clients. And so in Zapier, you can have that set up automatically. And so for us, for an example, when a Dubsado client books with us and we use filters in Zapier, so it will filter out the zap based off of certain criteria. And so if someone books a project with us, so it turns it to a or a contract is signed in Dubsado, the filter is that it needs to be our Dubsado contract. 
Then it creates specific Google Drive folders because our drive folders for Dubsado clients are different than ClickUp clients. And so it creates specific drive folders. And then it also creates subfolders underneath that. So the drive folder is a client's name, says what service they have. Then there's subfolders. So we collect branding elements. We collect certain copy and stuff. We need, you know, photos of them and their team. So we have specific subfolders that go underneath their main folder. Then we take it another step and we actually find and duplicate certain documents. So we have our client journey that we ask our clients to fill out. And that is a Google doc until that document gets duplicated and added to their drive folder automatically. We have certain Google sheets that we utilize for workflow maps and stuff that go in there and they get connected automatically. All of these stuff like this used to take probably 15, 20 minutes of our process um, for my assistant to go in and do. And now that became automated. So that whole, you know, people are like, oh, only 15, 20 minutes. Well, if you had multiple clients booking, I can have five different people book a Dubsado build at the same time for different parts of the year, but they could all book it on the same day. You know, that adds up to a couple hours there. So it's like that, you know, all adds up over time. And it's also because that was something I was paying my assistant to do. I was doing it at first. Then when I got an assistant, they were doing it. Now I don't have that task on their to-do list. And then they can work on something that is more beneficial for their time. And so that is something that if you use Google Drive folders for your clients, have that be an automated yeah, thing. I'm writing this down. <laughs> it's literally amazing. You can actually add in a step two where it changes the, the sharing capabilities. So normally we would have to go in and edit the access level so they could edit and add stuff to the folders. It can automatically do that for you. So now it changes the access level and then it sends me a message in Slack to our team section with all of their drive folder links automatically. So client books creates these drive folders, changes the access level, then sends us a message in Slack with all of those drive links because then we take those links and we add it into Dubsado for them to have access to all of those folders. So it is like there is one part of that process that's manual, but that process of grabbing those links and putting them in Dubsado takes me maybe a minute. And so that is nothing compared to 20, 30 minutes of doing all that stuff manually. So that's something if you use Google Drive folders, which I'm sure a lot of people do, do that. Some unconventional things that I love that are just fun. Like if a client books with us, we use, there is a app in Zapier called SMS by Zapier. So it's their text messaging service. And so you can have text sent. It, it won't send text to other people. It's just to you. And so I send text to myself. If someone applies to be on my podcast, I send texts to myself. If a client books with me, if there's an invoice that's paid that way too, I know because I use Square. And so I know that I need to transfer that money over and do all my bookkeeping kind of stuff. So it sends me a text saying, hey, this client books, reminder, go into Square, do your stuff, blah, blah, blah. So it just gives me that little, oh, like excitement so I can celebrate a little bit because I'm all about celebrating the wins in your business and getting paid as a win. And then also it helps me be like, okay, I remember I need to go and do this step in the process of, you know, my accounting kind of stuff. And so that's a little fun thing if you don't know that that um, app is in there in Zapier. Um, and then the last one, um, which probably is going to blow people's minds and Pinterest managers may not this, um, but I am all about if you don't have the time to 
really invest in something like adding Pinterest into your marketing strategy. For me, it's something I want to do in the future to really dive into it. I just don't have the capacity right now and I'm not ready to outsource that right now. But I want my Instagram post to go over to Pinterest just automatically. So you can zap and have every time you post on Instagram, it turns that Instagram post into a pin on your Pinterest automatically. So it sends that Instagram post over to Pinterest and it's there. Yes, it's not fully probably the way a Pinterest manager would like it. The keywords probably aren't perfect, but it's out there. There's information out there. It's better than nothing. And then when you have someone that can go back, redo those posts, you know, things like that, but they have all that content there. And then you're still getting in front of more people on a platform like Pinterest. So that is like one that a lot of people don't know that you can do. That's just like a fun way to have more content out in the world without you having to lift a finger. I love that. You need to do some sort of social media series on these really cool unconventional ones because I can't even wrap my brain around what 20s apps would do. I'm like, I like integrate with Slack and that's really about it. So super excited to hear what all of these are about. So we are going to wrap up for today. I want to thank you so much for being here. I literally already have things written down that I'm going to do, and I hope our listeners do as well. But if our listeners want to reach out, work with you, find you, where can they go? Yeah, so my Instagram is socialize.co. Our DMs are always open. You'll probably get a voice message from me, and you can reach out to me there. My website is in our link in bio over there. And for anyone like you, Christy, who is like, oh my gosh, I can't even wrap my head around these automations. <laughs> we do have a service called the Zapier Hotline. So you can ring that hotline, and we will set up up to five zaps for you. And we just kind of gather info from you of you know what things you are doing in your business, what things you would love to automate, and we help you do it or figure out other ways to automate them. So definitely reach out to us if you have questions. And like I said, my content over there is just full of systems gold. So feel free to binge away and ask us if you have any questions. Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I know our listeners really appreciated it. And to our CEO listeners, I will see you next week. (laughs) 